0: napa broadcasting.com napa valley radio for the way we live now
1: welcome back to napa broadcasting.com as part of our coverage of this year's fifth annual napa valley film festival we're really making a significant effort to speak to as many filmmakers as possible from a variety of genres and types of films not just narrative features but short features documentaries experimental efforts we're going to continue that series of conversations now with my guest, Jason Honeycutt. He's got a short film in the festival this year entitled Intersection. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah,
0: thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's
1: great to have you here. First of all, tell us a little bit about uh, Intersection. When did you make it? A little bit about what it's about and why you why you made it.
0: Yeah, we uh, we made it last uh, like September, October. Um, I was in Chicago for a... Uh for a shoot for, um, for ESPN. And I had a day off and I originally wanted to shoot this film out in LA and I had, uh, two actors ready to go for that. But then I always wanted to do a project in Chicago for the longest time. So I thought this might be perfect. So I, I had a film I had written, um, you know, called intersection, obviously about a man who, uh, who, was, who was robbed. And then he decides to, you know, ask his attacker to go to lunch. And, uh, and it actually happened in real life. So I always imagined, like, what would that conversation, like, what would that have been like? And, you know, with the awkwardness of it. So I kind of took the real life story and kind of made a play on that. and kind of got into, like, a, turned more it like, a father-son kind of a story. Right. So there's a lot, of, a lot of layers to it. And redemption at the end, of course. Right. But, it's, um, yeah, it was a very fun process.
1: It's a little bit like that old saying that there's no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs>
0: Oh, exactly, yeah. It's like because kind of one of the buttons, too, at the end of the movie. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Talk a little uh, bit about why Chicago. What was it that, that so interested you about wanting to make a film in Chicago?
0: Well, my family uh, is originally from Chicago, so I, I've always had a huge love of, of Chicago, like mainly the architecture, um, how beautiful it is. But underneath Chicago, there's a little bit of layer of just, like, you know, We all know how beautiful it is, but underneath it, there's a little bit of a uh, crime element to it also, and there's a little, a little bit of ugliness to it. So I kind of looked at that as like almost like a metaphor for the characters, because on the surface, they look like one thing, but underneath, there's a little bit something else going on, too. So mm. I thought it, Chicago in itself was his own character to kind of civilize both these characters that we, we think we know, but underneath, we might not fully know. But so I thought it was a, a beautiful setting for it, Yeah.
1: And the decision to do this as a short film as opposed to trying to raise the money and do it as as a narrative feature etc talk a little bit about that
0: yeah I kind of uh, it was a short film it's like I knew I knew I had a certain amount of time to do this and um so I figured I would just go ahead and keep it as a short and but it, you do raise a good, good question because I, there definitely is a further act you can do And I've been asked a couple of times like what would you know, how would this story continue, or do you see a further advance of it? And I definitely see could see a couple more acts added to it. So, but this definitely could set up, you know, a, a feature. You know, if I wrote, wrote in the last two acts, this definitely would be like the first act of a feature, for sure. Um, but I just I just never, um, I thought it was definitely like, the premise definitely, I think, is a great setup on its own. And I think you could tell that the nuts and bolts of the story in a short, which is it's a fun challenge anyway to try to compress a, a big narrative into, you know, like, like a, this just happens to be like an eight minute film. So I just, you know, jammed all in eight minutes. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's a good, fun challenge.
1: And this was a pretty, uh, big challenge in terms of the size of your budget.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was 1600 the 1600 was a budget, um, all out of pocket. Um, and yeah, I mainly just went to, uh, you know, paying, paying the actors what, what they should be paid. And then, um, some, you know, extras. And then uh, I had two helpers with me, but fortunately I'm able to you know shoot myself and I, I own my own RED camera, so that helps. I edit at home, so I, I was able you know, to do all that on my own for free. So that, that's a huge savings on my budgets for sure. But on, on the next ones, I'll probably start doing the crowdfunding or, or look for grants
1: and whatnot. Talk a little bit about your own background, Jason.
0: Yeah, um, yeah I came uh, originally, yeah, my family's all from Chicago. I grew up in Michigan, though, and then went to film school at Grand Valley State. And then I came out to L.A. in the um, year 2000. I worked at Young and the Restless. It was my first job, like, a, like an apprenticeship type of thing where I learned editing. And then I moved into Promo for CBS. And then I've been moving, just freelancing around then. i was done a lot of projects for, like, Sony or DreamWorks or Disney. And then I've been in-house now at at uh, FX Network for over 10 years now. And they're they're pretty... Pretty great. Where they really let me just freelance and do other side projects like this to keep my kind of creative juices going. So, and ultimately, of course, you, you know, it's all going towards you. Wanted your first feature is kind of the the next step. I hope. So that's that's hopefully the next move.
1: Do you see your first feature being an extension of this short, or are there some other things that you want to do in that regard?
0: Oh yeah, I have actually a couple other ones that I'm uh, in the process of right now. It's just a matter of which one goes first. It's kind of like the whole thing because right now we're um, talking about packaging this one film, and I have like fifteen kind of ideas I, I'm kind of sitting on right now. So it's kind of it's like you know spinning plates. Like which one can you get to go first? And we've been so close on a couple too where you're you have people attached, you know, like like name actors, and then it just the budgeting will fall through or someone pulls out or you know it's, it's just trying to get the next one going. It's like it's it's a new world for me because it's just where you, as a filmmaker you just want to. You're good at doing uh, the creative process, but I'm not great at fundraising and, you know, the deals and all that good stuff. So I, I need to, that's part of business I really need to learn. So, but yeah, so I'm sitting on like, a, there's a couple of features that I'm kind of ready to go with right now that I'm really excited about.
1: And are these things you've written or uh, that others have written that you want to direct?
0: Um, everything that I've written, yeah. I've written uh, a number of things. I just find it easier. To just write my own things as opposed to. We tried one time to deal with a different writer and adapt one of his books, but he kind of became um, kind of a stumbling block for the process of getting things approved and everything else, and that's why it kind of fell through. So I kind of learned from that and just to keep it all, you know, as my own material. Plus, as a director, you know these characters. There's no translation involved of what what their motives are because you know what they are. And, and if you keep that clear and set, I think the actors really can. can you know, vibe with you a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So I think writing directing your own material is a a big advantage, I think.
1: And tell us a little bit about what audience reaction to Intersection has been. Where is it screened? Who's seen it? And give us a little sense of that.
0: Yeah, we've um, been in, like, a number of festivals right now. I think probably close to 20, I would say. And it's done surprisingly well, I think. And, um, like, our, I think, more recent festival is Durango, where we actually won uh, Best Short Film, and it was up against uh, some really big budgeted films. I couldn't believe it actually won, honestly. I, I, there's some great films there. And the, the audience reaction has been great. Um, a lot of good Q&A sessions, too, of, like, you know, my casting choices and, you know, locations and all, all this kind of stuff. So it's it's been, like, really good. it's fun sitting in the back of the theater, too, to see people react to your film. and Because you never know in, in the dark editing way how, how things are going to play out. Mm-hmm. But when you get a reaction, you're like, oh, that's, that's great. You know, you never considered someone that that scene we get a laughter right there or there's a dramatic moment where you know where you didn't really expect something. and some audiences are different too where they might laugh at a different part or, you know, have a different dramatic action somewhere else. So it's interesting. The different different crowds in different cities. Yeah, we we've been like all around them, we've been like it, it premiered at um the Dallas uh Video Fest twenty seven and then just kind of been going around the country. It's been like in India, it's been like in Kosovo. It's been like all over the place right now, so but, um, yeah, most importantly, Napa. So I'm really excited about this festival.
1: Great. And the original story that, that this is based on, that this is a takeoff of, where did you see that originally? How did you come across that?
0: Yeah, I was reading that line. This um, this guy in New York, a social worker, I forget his name offhand, he was coming home after work, and uh, he was held up at knife point by an attacker. And and the guy, you know, he gave him you know, his, his wallet, of course, and then as the attacker was leaving. He's like, hey, come back. He's like, wait, what? He's like, do you want my jacket? Since you've been out here all night mugging people, you should take my jacket, it's so cold out. So they created this dialogue, and he's like, why don't I take you to dinner? And they actually went to dinner, and I got thinking, like, like that sounds ridiculous. There's no way that would ever happen, but it has happened. And That's why people, when they see my film, I put, you know, based on a true story, almost as a disclaimer, because I, I look at that, and I go, this, this sounds pretty unrealistic. And then, i have seen that for real, it's like, it's pretty, pretty amazing to read. I read it, I think, like, two or three years ago or so online. It, just, it was an amazing story, I thought. But that was always in the back of my head as far as, that'd be cool narrative structure to, to write a story around. So that's kind of how, how I found it.
1: Right. Can you imagine but, yourself in that situation?
0: <laughs> I don't think I'd be as brave, that's for sure. I'm like, yeah, here's my wallet, please leave me alone. But, um, I, but that's why I, kind of, I, I think I'd take a... um. It's kind of putting myself in those shoes a little bit when I was writing this. I'm kind of thinking, like, how how could I turn it in my head where I can empathize with this guy trying to mug me? And then then like that's where the story comes in where I don't give too much away with the ending, but there's a little backstory where they do have a similar path, like a father son. He reminds him of his son a little bit. So and there's definitely a choice he makes in the film too, which kind of is revealed at the end where it can go a lot of different ways, because he's an ex-police officer. It's kind of like the backstory of the character, which we don't really get into in, in the film. But he does have training where he comes on differently. So he takes pity on this kid, and they just sit down and have a good father-son type of talk without any kind of um, judgment. He just talks to him like a person, which this kid isn't really used to. So it's definitely, they both learn something from each other on this day. So it's kind of a cool structure, I think.
1: Jason Honeycutt, his film Intersection, will be here at the Napa Valley Film Festival. Jason, I thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.